Yellen sends one to right center and deep. Get up! that podcast back to Wednesday this week and kind of go over what will happen with the Brewers here in this podcast. So we're going to get this started here. Obviously, the Brewers declined four out of their possible four players who had options for the 2021 season. First one being Ryan Braun. I mean, it's really not a shocker at all that they declined his option. He was going to be owed $15 million for next year just didn't make sense given the type of role that he would play next year if he elects to come back, which kind of brings me to my next point. I mean, this doesn't mean that Ryan Braun isn't coming back, but it also doesn't mean that he is at the same time. I kind of look at it as a necessary step one to determining his future, because like I said, it was obvious that this was going to happen, and now Ryan Braun essentially has three options. He can come back with the Brewers next year at a reduced price, and that's something he's going to have to accept, and he's just going to have to realize that this is because of our understanding his role is going to be diminished, most likely to what it has been over the past couple previous seasons, where Craig Council is really rather conservative with him, and then most likely it kind of amps him up towards the end of the season and getting ready for the postseason. That is, of course, if he continues to play at a very good level, which which it has. His bat has continued to play as he's progressed in age. Second option Ryan Braun has is he could sign with another team. I mean, he is a free agent. There are you know lots of speculations out there. Ryan Braun has never officially said anything like this, but he lives in California. That's where his family is. If he wants to play closer to home, that could be an option. I mean, you're looking at what the Padres, the Dodgers, and the Angels out there in California. Obviously, you hope from our standpoint that he doesn't stay in the National League if he decides to go somewhere else. You'd hate to see him in a Dodger uniform. That would just sting. Really don't want to see him with the Padres and Manny Machado. And I mean, that's already a scary enough team. And it just seems like a really weird wick mix. <laughs> but also at the same time, if he would go to the Angels, like all of a sudden now you have Pujols and Braun on the same team, which is also very weird to think about. 
Um, so yeah, like I said, there's been no indications that Braun would do that. Um, but for us fans, it just kind of makes sense when you think about it. And a big determining factor of if he wants to return next year is his family. The other part, of course, is injuries. I mean, he finished 2019 on one good leg. He had that calf strain leading up into the wild card game. He, of course, had that oblique injury this year that kept him out of postseason play when he crashed into the outfield wall. I mean, so if the DH returns, sure, that, that, that's got to be more appealing for Ryan Braun to come and play so he doesn't have to put himself at increased injury risk by playing in the outfield because, let's be real, we all know he's not going to play first base. We can basically say, throw that out of the window. Um, but, you know, if his body's just so beat up and he wants to spend more time with his family, then he'll elect option number three, which would to be retire. So those are the three options you're at there with Braun. Obviously, I hope, and I'm sure we all do hope, that he returns to the Brewers at a decreased price. I mean, what is that price range going to be? I don't know. I mean, could you get Ryan Braun to sign for less than $5 million a year? I mean, I think from the Brewers front office, that's what you're going to be asking him, given the role that he's going to play. I mean, maybe he plays four days a week at best, you know, more, I guess, if there's the DH, um, but it doesn't sound like that's going to be a thing um, that's still being decided. So less than five, will Ryan Braun, you know, you know, he has to acknowledge that that's just where he at, is at in this part of his career and, and accept it. So... We'll see what happens there in Braun. Another option the Brewers declined was Jed Jerko. I think this was probably the most surprising one. And in a normal year, I think the Brewers pick up this $4.5 million option for the 2021 season. But it was not a normal season. And we don't know if next year is going to be very normal. So the Brewers declined it, despite him being literally the best hitter for the Brewers this year. I mean, when I went through my series MVPs, Throughout the regular season, Judd Jerko was tied for my MVP. So that's a lot of, to the type of season he had this year with the Brewers. And, you know, a reunion with the Brewers is not out of the window either. You kind of have to hope at this point that he comes back and maybe signs for less. I mean, that's what the Brewers are going to be asking. And it's kind of like a, a slap in the face. Hey, you did really good this year and we're not going to reward you but we'd like to have you back. I mean, <laughs> doesn't doesn't sound good like if you're Jed Jerko, but if you're the Brewers, that's just the situation we're in because unfortunately, we have to acknowledge that finances are going to play a huge part in what happens this offseason, and we're seeing it across the league. I mean, you're seeing options decline that should normally be picked up. Some of the other options around the league are no-brainers. I mean, but you're looking at a lot of options being declined, and these guys are going to have to sign with teams at some point, and they're most likely going to have to p take uh, pay decreases. And the players are going to have to live with that. They're going to have to eat here at some point and sign so that they can prove themselves next year with whatever season comes around. And maybe just a whole bunch of people sign one-year deals and hope that 2022 is back to normal so they can get back to some longer contract extensions. But, I mean, you're looking at guys like John Lester's was declined, Colton Wong was declined, Darren O'Day from the Braves, Daniel Murphy from the Rockies. The list goes on and on about the type of players that are out there, and maybe this will play to the Brewers' favor, maybe it won't. I mean, we've benefited from some one-year deals and slower 
developing markets in the offseason in the past. I mean, think about signing Asmani Grandal to the one-year deal. We brought Moose back that season after we traded for him and signed him to a one-year deal right around the time spring training started. I mean, there could be a lot of signings going on in February, March, maybe even April next season. Um, it's just kind of the vibe that I think MLB fans across the league are getting right now, and I would not be surprised to see any of that happen as we progress here. The third option that the Brewers declined was Ben Gamels. So Gamel is still arbitration eligible, and it, again, it makes sense because his club option which was for like two and a half million, and his projected arbitration value is like 1.25 mil. So Brewer's gonna be saving money there. He's still gonna remain a Brewer unless they, of course, decide to non-tender him, which, I mean, it, it could be an option if the Brewers want to bring up some of their pre-arbitration guys like um, Taylor or Corey Ray, and then just, just save that little bit of extra money and get rid of Ben Gamble. They, they could certainly do that, I mean, Ben Gamble certainly did not have an impressive season by any means. He, he started off summer camp so hot, he tweaked his swing. It looked really, really similar to Christian Yelich's. And then he got a lot more playing time when Lorenzo Cain went out. And he did not prove himself. I mean, it was a big season for Ben Gamble. So as much as I love Ben Gamble and his hair, I honestly would not be surprised if he just gets non-tendered here this year and the Brewers decide to go with some of their pre-arbitration guys, again, given this financial constraint that is on the Brewers. And then lastly, the fourth option here that was declined was Eric Sogard. I think this one was by far the easiest one for the Brewers to make. He clearly disappointed and did not live up to his contract. He had a great 2019 and we expected some regression to his mean, but unfortunately the regression to the mean for him this year was his regression to the mean in a Brewers uniform, which is not very good. I mean, the last time the Brewers had Eric Sogard, they were DFAing him in 2018 because he was like hitting below the Mendoza line and just much the same this year. He obviously started off with that really high on base percentage, was getting walks, and yeah, I was like, oh yeah, cool, all right, good, good job, Sogard. And then the, the bat just never materialized this year. Um, so tough for Eric Sogard. He's obviously one of the biggest grinders out there in Major League Baseball. I fully expect him to go somewhere next year. I it might be fair to say his days as a starter are done, so utility infielder coming off the bench. I think that is what Eric Sogard's unfortunately looking at, unless if some other team wants to take a shot on him there. So that was all four of the Brewer options that were declined here. So obviously, with all the other moves that went around the MLB, free agent market has opened up a ton. So... On our next podcast here, again, the one that's coming out on Wednesday, Trevor and I pre-recorded that one about the starting pitchers actually last week, so before names like John Lester were out there and some other starting pitchers. So keep that in mind as you're giving it a listen, but it is still really relevant because, of course, we focus a lot more on those, I call them the tier one pitchers, pitchers you can get for like $5 million or so because that's like a realistic Milwaukee Brewers signing. <laughs> so we focus a lot on that. Of course, we talk about some of the other guys where we could reach for. So 
Again, that will be coming out on Wednesday this week. I just wanted to recap all the Brewer moves here that happened before that podcast came out. So until next time, I will talk to you later, Brewer fans.